Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. First up is the man responsible for AEW, Brandon. Brandon. Oh, Brandon is in North Carolina. R.I.P. Brandon. It was good knowing you. We'll see you next week. I guess I'm the man responsible for AEW this week. Next Lucky you. The, next is the man assigned the task of NXT. Chris, how are you? What's going on, Jimmy? How was your week? Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that before you started. I was like, man, I got I did nothing all week. That's not terrible. No, it's not. I'm not upset about it at all. Watched uh, the fight on Saturday night. Oh, that you did? Yes. It. Okay. Yeah, I did watch that. I did do that. Thoughts? Go ahead. Give me some thoughts. Um, thoughts. Weird. You know, i never seen anything like that happen. And once you put the pieces together... Actually, that's not true. Uh, two, there were two wicked leg breaks wait, uh, wait, before. Did you, just, did you just say, once you put, once the, you put pieces, the pieces together? Yeah, I pieces? just said that. I said pieces. pieces I said pieces. I'm thinking of pieces of his legs now. Go ahead. No, um, you know, after the fact, it was kind of, they after there was a couple people online, some doctors. There was a, one uh, doctor that I follow on Instagram, and he pointed out the points in which he shattered. He broke his leg, and then the, then the, then the final thing that kind of uh, <laughs> tore it in half, mm. I guess, is what happened. Um, so, you know, after the fact, it was kind of, it made perfect sense what happened. But, I mean, you know, it was a situation where you have a guy, in my opinion, a We're guy talking about who, Conor McGregor. But yeah, yeah, yes, Conor McGregor is a guy who tried to channel some version of himself that doesn't really exist anymore all week, made a complete fucking ass of himself. He shit on he shit on fighters that in my opinion you know guys like Kamaru Usman who in my opinion when he was at his best Conor McGregor had would have no fucking chance against this guy so you know I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about I'm not an expert my opinion but um you're an expert to me Chris you're my expert (laughs) other than that you know there's a kind of um you know I was it was relatively uh quiet week nothing happened nothing Good or bad, I should say. That's There's nothing wrong with middle of the road. No, I was happy with it. How about the World Cup? Did you watch the World Cup? Oh, wait, Euro 2020. What year are we um, in? 2021, but it was actually called Euro yeah. 2020. Did you watch any of it? Yeah, what's that? No, I don't give a shit. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Go ahead. Can I just finish my – yeah. Mm. Um, COVID has destroyed team sports to me. I'm just gone. I don't give a shit. I try. I don't care. Hmm. So I didn't care either, but there was a birthday party and they asked us to open early. And 20 of them, all Belarusian people from Belarus. And um, they had a good fucking time. And I, I got to say, I am a big fan of one-off sports. I like being invested in stuff that I don't have to watch. and don't. That's me with golf. What's like... You know, I won't watch game one of a playoff series, but I'll gladly watch game seven elimination. I'll yeah, watch I agree. The, I'll watch the Super Bowl if people I know are into it. Because I know it ends and I don't have to watch it tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, right. And right. Euro was perfect. Right. It was good, it was fun. It was fun. I had a good time watching sports. And yeah, that's I, a, that's the way I feel I'm sorry, that's the way I feel about golf. Yeah. I can watch golf. I have nothing invested in it and it's quiet, then it's calm. 
And, and then it's say, over. And, and then, then you get shit. somebody that's a golf nut like uh, my father-in-law, and he screams at the TV and shit. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, I so I work Sunday afternoons, and that's a, I got into it because it became a tradition was watch the Phillies, watch golf, hmm. put the golf on after the Phillies, and and then I would when I was still living in the city, I was right around the corner from work. I would walk home, and then as soon as I got done, I would go home and I would turn and watch the end of the golf. Mm-hmm. But so that's how I got into watching the golf. But even the guys that watch the golf at at work, they're they don't. They all talk about what the guy should have done. Of course, everybody's an expert. Yeah, what he should have done. Yeah. And but that's what we do. do. <laughs> and yes, it's exactly that's what exactly we what we do. <laughs> but I always had a theory. I have a theory on golf, and that's even the pros. They just suck at it less than the people that are suck at it suck. So the average person sucks at golf. The pros still suck at golf. They just suck less than you suck. Yes, they just make money at it. Yes. Being less sucky. Yeah, yeah, a lot exactly. of money. Yeah, a lot. Oh, by the way, my name is Jim. I'm handling AW this week, but I'm also I'll also talk as many Japanese promotions as I can handle in a week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at wrestling number four. Now hard number four wrestling. Subscribe, follow, tell your friends. First up, AW Great American Bash. Chris, shall we go through the card? Let's go through the card. What and you mean AEW's Great, great uh, American Bash? I didn't dude, catch that one. I just ate a big old um, – I made burgers out of sausage. Yeah. So I broke Excellent down the – idea. Yeah, I cut the sausages down the middle, spicy and mm-hmm. sweet, mixed together, made burger patties. Fucking fantastic. But right now I am struggling <laughs> to concentrate. Yeah, I can tell. And not burp on, <laughs> on, on, the, uh, on the air. I'll start again. NXT's Great American Bash. Shall we go through the card? Yeah, what do you want to talk about the good, way. the bad, and the ugly? Let's just go right through the card. I don't think it was. I don't think there was any bad or ugly to talk about. I no, think it was really. all pretty much good. So let's just roll through the card. Yeah. Okay. So uh, NXT Championship, uh, MSK, the champs versus Tomasa Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, MSK win. Chris, go ahead. So this, whoever's doing the writing for AEW, should watch this match <laughs> because this match was like MSK. Like I'm sold on MSK. MSK is like the Young Bucks, if the Young Bucks actually structured a match and just didn't try to get their shit in, like if they were actually corralled by somebody and it wasn't an indie shit fest. Um, the rules were all followed during the course of the match, probably because, I mean, even though it was two kind of babyface teams going at it, it doesn't matter. They didn't just blatantly ignore an existing rule set, which will happen on other shows on a regular basis. Right. Um, I thought that this was uh, a lot of – it was just an entertaining match, and it was a good way to start the show off. Yeah, they um, – you know, Chomp and Thatcher last week did a promo with MSK, which I loved, and I think Brandon loved it too, um, where they – They lost pre- me with the kiss. Well, the kiss. But, yeah, but they I, pretty much carried the, uh, the talking aspect of it. Right. And then when we got down to it, you know, they did what they're supposed to do as veterans, put over the younger guys. They, it was yep. a good match. It's a great match, a great way to start off yeah. the show. I thought this was awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Next up. Okay, we were, according to Wikipedia last week, it said this was going to be a match. But we got Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano in a face-off. Chris got Yeah, I thought it was a match too, right? Did we right, talk yeah, about this being an actual match? I mean, I'm following Wikipedia, which we know is flawless. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so, uh, 
Karrion Cross with his description of wrestling and fighting as per Vincent Kennedy McMahon, mm-hmm. that I am big and you are small, you can't beat me up. Right. Um, I'm on you, Chris. Yeah. Listeners, listeners. Chris is a large guy, right? You are a large, we'll, we'll call you in the, not extra large, but you're a bigger gentleman. Yeah, I'm of average height, but I'm above average weight, yes. definitely for my size, yes. And width. So, therefore, yeah. he is an expert on whether knowing whether or not a smaller person could beat up a larger person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to weigh in on that and say I get the shit kicked out of me by smaller guys on a fucking regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, it's garbage. Um, I mean, you know, carrying cross promo, still not all that strong. Um, but it was okay. I fucking, um, Gargano's promo was fucking amazing. Oh yeah. Gargano was fantastic. Gargano was so good. At this. So Gargano's good. goodness. Yeah. It was an excellent promo on his part. Uh, I mean, Karrion Cross wasn't bad. They had the big reveal that since there's so much potential between the two, that Samoa Joe yes. is going to be the guest referee. Um, which I mean, I, hopefully this will get us on the path to Samoa Joe being a wrestler again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where they're going with this. I do like the fact that, um, you know, he makes mention of him, of he being carrying cross, makes mention of Johnny Gargano wearing his wife's jeans because they were tight. And as Gargano's leaving the ring, he says, it's funny you mentioned my wife because you, my wife's jeans, because you couldn't even lace up her boots, which I thought was fantastic. Fucking awesome. Um, yeah, it was a good promo. Good setup. Uh, gave us something to look forward to for this week. It wasn't like they were like great American bash dead show. Which is always good. So I liked it. Yeah. Also, when Gargano, the first thing he says to him was about carrying Cross is like, "You suck!" and starts jumping him down. <laughs> this was yeah. so good. Yeah, it, it was, was good. amazing. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Next up, Million Dollar Championship, L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. L.A. Knight wins. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> I think we knew this was going to happen, right? Yeah. Con- yeah. Okay. Everything. Okay, everything match. Yeah. Everything about this was. Uh, let's uh, build to uh, uh, grime segments being the button over the, for three yeah, weeks. Over the next yeah, go three ahead. weeks. Um, it ends with uh, L.A. Knight. I like the ending, uh, and it was done before, but it wasn't done this well before because I had to actually watch the replay to see what he did. It was so sneaky, and it was so put together so well where he actually DDTs uh, Cameron Grimes on the outside of the ring on the million-dollar belt and then stuffs it under the ring. Subtlety. Mm-hmm. Subtlety. A.W. <laughs> Subtlety. That's they're, all I got on that one. If they're listening. Yeah, I would say that this is probably the weakest match of the show, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was, it was just a match, and it was like, you know, okay, you're here. Ma- uh, card started. Go get some popcorn. Come back. By the end of it, you'll be fine. You'll see the end of it, and then move on to the next one. Yeah. Also, it's, you know, it, it, it hurts it a little bit. Well, you know, it doesn't help it that we knew how this was going to end up because it was just. Anybody that has watched wrestling more than once knows how this was going to end up. Right. Because it was just a setup for a bunch of fucking bad vignettes over the next three weeks. I can't wait to see him cleaning the toilet. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right. Next, uh, the NXT Tag Team Championships. The Way, who are the champs against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. I was fucking shocked by this ending. Um, so was I. Yeah. Shirai and Stark beat. Um, Hartwell and Candice LeRae in the most anticlimactic return, I think, in a long time, where uh, the Welsh lady shows up, and I legit couldn't tell who it was until they told me who it was. And, well, uh, yeah. yeah. 
There you go. It looked like so. Yeah, I was I was saying it looked like somebody uh, plugged their phone into the wrong outlet, and <laughs> the lights turned off, and their phone screen came on the TV, and we get Tegan Knox, who yes. don't hate her, don't don't love her. No. I mean, it's a shame what happened to her. She was in the middle of a really big build before she got hurt, but this is the second time she's had an ACL injury. Yeah, and I, 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 somebody, I, I saw like, you know, the NXT or WWE, whatever it was, Instagram page, and they put that video up there, and somebody commented, injury prone. This is a waste of an investment of money. (laughs) Okay, okay. Vince's financial advisor. What the fuck? All right, dude. And it's like, it always reminds me, it's like, you know, not only do people love, like, you know, like, you know, as somebody who kind of runs his own business or does run his own business, everybody loves to spend your money. Of course. But apparently they like to tell you how you shouldn't spare your, spend your money as well. She's already getting paid. She's already under contract. We'll see what we can do with it. Yeah. Right. So Tegan Knox comes out in a, um, a flannel shirt that was nine sizes too big for me. She looked completely different. Like it'd be different if she came out looking exactly as she did when she got injured, which I'm not saying someone should have to, but that kind of was like where I was like, wait a minute, who's that? And not until I, he, they said it and I saw her knee brace that I realized, Oh, that's Deacon Knox. Yeah. So I don't remember. She never really, she was just starting to pick up steam on NXT. Like she was one of those ones that was, she was in maybe May young. She was she was feuding with I think she was feuding with Dakota Kai at the time. Well, they, they were, were on the team, team together. They were in a tag team and then they were feuding. And then they were feuding and then she but I mean she went to WWE she went to NXT UK and then she Did came she? back. I, don't I think so. Yeah. I don't. There you go. I don't she's watch not very it. memorable just, to me. So yeah, she's not that very memorable either. She and then she had come back because I remember her and Shotzi Blackheart wrestled the tag champions, the women's tag champions on NXT with Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. I remember that. Oh, and when then, they brought a bunch of NXT people up and then sent them back down again? Yeah, yeah. Right, well, they did it on NXT when when the women's tag team champions came to NXT. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Right? right? And then and then, then then she got hurt pretty quickly after that, and then that was it. So, like you said, not she disappears and nobody notices, so not that memorable. Yeah. No knock, just not that memorable. Uh, I might as well just bring it up now. So, um, on SmackDown, we got a, a teaser for Tony Storm. And also yeah. Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox showed up as a tag team and they beat the current tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina. Yes, I saw that. So uh, we're never going to get, I don't think we're ever going to get an ending to this uh, interference that kind of overshadowed a pretty good match. Which is, I mean, I guess that's par for the course with this developmental brand. You know what I mean? Any thoughts? Or, or they're just yeah, they're just gonna have or they'll have her feud with Candice, Candice LeRae for a little bit and wrestle tag team on the other show. Yeah. If they wrestle tag team that often in the other show. Right. Um, but it also what you know, I mean, <laughs> what's their opinion on Ember Moon? Right. That they were like, All right, we're gonna bring one half up but not the other. But that could also just be a weird Vincism. Or they could have brought them all up and they're just put two of them on TV so far. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the other two are eating sandwiches backstage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, all right. So, I oh, can I make yeah, go ahead. Can I make a comment here because first of all, Zoe Stark shined in this match. I think they really put the focus on her, which was cool because it looks like she's going to be the next. You know, they may get behind her a little bit. But you watched this on Hulu. I did. Okay. First of all, um, Indy Hartwell put. To put Zoe Stark in 
Dexter Loomis's finisher. Did you notice that? I had to be. I had to find out later. I had no idea what was going on there. Okay, yeah, he had her in that weird I, head and arm choke. That I does. saw the look on her face, and I was like, "What is this all about? Why is she making that face?" Is she? I guess she was imitating Dexter Loomis. I missed I that. I guess. I missed that. Reference. I missed but the look ahead. on her face. Go ahead. After that, I saw this on a video once again on Instagram that Indy Hartwell's laid out in the middle of the ring because she takes that vicious finisher from Zoe Stark, and oh. Dexter Loomis carried her off. Oh, and they, cut it they didn't out. They cut it out. What? Dexter Loomis came down and cut, carried her off. And I understand that they chopped this. That's fine. Whatever. But it's kind of a major plot point. Yeah. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago when I was like, there was like a fight in the ring and it just Samoa Joe came out and it just went to black and came back. And we're in the middle of another match. Right. And I just assumed they had cut something out. So, I mean, I don't I actually tape I DVR the NXT that's airs. I should I probably, I'm going to start doing that now. I might have to start watching that. I mean, it's just, they're, they're obviously cutting important plot lines out. And we're not talking about them. I mean, uh, we're about to talk about one. Um, so uh, Hit Row, they do a cipher to celebrate, uh, what's his name's title? Isaiah yeah. Swerve Scott's. Didn't even see this. I saw a video of it online and that was it. I it wasn't, it wasn't on the, the yeah, it wasn't on wasn't the, on the show. version. And people were raving about this and it was pretty cool. It was pretty fun. Did it need to be part of a pay-per-view? Probably not, but a lot of this seemed like didn't really need to be on a pay-per-view either. But it yeah. was fun. I, I mean, mean, they totally cut it out. When you had the Great American Bash, like I was actually surprised when I turned Hulu on, it was an hour. Mm. When it's the Great American Bash, you'd figure it might be an hour and a half. Right. Because they're just lopping out all the commercials. Like, it was very odd. Like, if you were to go on and see a pay-per-view, like an NXT TakeOver, if you were to go on and look at that, it would be like... You know, and they cut out three of the takeover matches. It's that's a big deal. It's kind of odd that they do that. Yeah, but whatever. People were going nuts for this thing, and I watched it. And it was it was fun. Yeah, I didn't watch. I I saw a little bit of of it online, and that was it. Oh, He's on. like mumble rapping up there. It was amazing. Me, I loved it. I thought it was not amazing. For me, I thought it was great. <laughs> Swerve was really good. The other guys were kind of like uh, rolling through it, but whatever. Yeah. All right, let's move on. So. uh Final the the main event, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Two, 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 two three, three, four, four. I don't know. Nine. <laughs> you count if you count Ring of Honor, twenty two. It's like twenty seven. Go ahead, Chris. Um, I saw this match, but how many times are we going to see this match? You know, I start. I found myself doing the old phone phone flip during this one. You know, um, also the order was screwed up. Don't you think that the street fight to kill one another should have been this match? Yeah. Like that was very odd that they went with this and they did the street fight to the death and the mitt in the first match or the second match. I don't even know how many they've had, but that match was first this was and the then second the, on NXT. The, san- the sanctioned match. Yeah. This is the second one. Is, oh yeah. Yeah. Wait, the other one was a hardcore or was it an unsanctioned match? Unsanctioned, kill each other with chains to oh. the back of the head match. Okay. I, okay. It just, yeah, it just seemed backward storytelling to me. Um, but, you know, decent match. These guys are good. Um, I think Adam Cole needs to, uh, maybe needs to go. Mm-hmm. I think he's done all he can do down there. He's just okay. going to stagnate in NXT. I think it's about time he goes up to the main roster. Now, this was a great match, and we, we talked about it last week. We, there was no doubt whether or not this was going to be a great match. We knew it would be, and we also but the only thing we doubted was why. And also, you had mentioned the same thing. Why are we doing a regular match after we had a street fight or whatever it was? Yeah, right. 
right backwards we're gonna go. It made no sense for Kyle O'Reilly to lose this. I, I I didn't. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why. Now what? Like I talked about a couple. Then of where weeks does ago. he go? Yeah, I talked a couple of weeks ago. So Kushida loses to him, so his title don't mean shit. Now he yeah. loses to Adam Cole, so now Kushida's title really doesn't mean shit. If you were going to right. stick with a linear timeline. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought it was. A, to, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, it's just like I didn't think that Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly could have used this one. Adam Cole doesn't Definitely. need it. Adam Cole's a heel. He could have. Heels don't need wins. They don't need wins. Not if they're good. Not if they're good on the mic. They don't. No, they don't. So. I don't know. All right. So uh, it was a fine show. Like I have no problem with it. Right. It was fun. It just. Oh, it was time, all right. At times, it felt like a regular ass episode. Uh, best match for you. Um, I'm going to go with Zoe Star. Uh, no, I'm going to go MSK versus Chop and Thatcher on that one. I agree. That was a damn good match. Uh, best performer. Good. Um, let's go with best performer. Hmm. I think Tegan, not Tegan Knox. Zoe Stark shined in the show. <laughs> Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox, that woman we forgot. Did not yeah, Tegan Knotts ran out, pointed to her knee, and chased the woman away. I got to agree. Fucking yeah, I, Zoe, Zoe, I think Stark, Zoe, she great. Zoe Stark shined. Yeah, yeah, she looked good. They made her look good. She, yo, she looks legit. Yeah. Like, she looks like she's, she's, a, looks like she's a fighter. Like, you don't have to be bedazzled. No. Oh, it's and... a big match. Look, match. Let me bedazzle my face and put fucking nine-foot-long extensions in my hair. No, she looked oh, good. God, she I looked wish, great. I wish they would get rid of that shit. It ain't going nowhere. I what know. You, it's like, hair, give me hair. I love ladies with hair. No one will take you seriously unless you got lots of hair. Uh, what's your overall grade? I mean, considering it was on TV, it wasn't really a pay-per-view, I'd give it a B and entertain mm-hmm. me for an hour. That's all you can ask for. Didn't agreed. blow me away. Yeah, agreed. B. That's a good but one. The writing was well. The, uh, aside from the, the, the main event being just out of, like I said, out of order, it wasn't like the match was bad. It just didn't make any sense that that was the one they were doing at that time. But, you know, I mean, everything was good. There was nothing I really slogged through. So, yeah, it was other, than Wade, other than Wade Barrett's announcing, which well, is really starting to get on my fucking nerves. He, he, he's one of these guys that knows he has a distinctive voice. So he's just like his voice is like reverberating in his own head while he's talking like, oh, my God, I can hear my voice vibrating my testicular area, my genitalia. (laughs) Just like fucking dude, you're just listening to yourself talk at this point. Who is this guy that that speaks like this? He's that guy. Yeah, I am the evil voice. Yes. Like the guy on Sci-Fi Network. Sure. Yes. Yes. Nobody's gonna get that reference. No, you would get it. We were watching that time, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Bailey got hurt. R.I.P. Bailey. She died. Yeah. ACL. What happened to her? So ACL. ACL. Apparently, she was sure. training and she got hurt. Mandatory training. Everybody got to go on the road. Had to go through mandatory training and she got hurt in her training. Thoughts? Why did they have to go through mandatory training? I guess they have to. They all have to get ready to go on the road. I mean. I mean, you're still doing the same thing. Practice? You talking about practice, Chris? Yeah, you talking about practice? That doesn't make any sense. Talk about practice. Practice. You're talking about practice. Well, she got injured in practice. Shit happens. It's a terrible it situation. Happen. Yeah, she'll be back in nine months, um, and she's playing it up like she's still a heel. So she's going to yeah. come back to a baby face pop, but I hope she's still a heel. 
because she's been fucking yeah. amazing and probably the best part of the last 12 months in WWE. The entire company. Yeah. Yeah. Besides Oscar carrying Raw, Bailey's been right there. Yeah. You know who hasn't been? Drew McIntyre. Um, well, he's sliding down the card again. He's smashing motorcycles of gender fucking mall. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about that next week. We get to, we get a pay-per-view this weekend, so we'll talk about more WWE. Next oh, week. that's right. Money in the Bank is Sunday, oh, right? Sunday, mm, yeah. Great. So I got to watch, watch that. I get to watch that now. Also, RIP Paul Orndorff. Mr. Number Wonderful. Dead. Chris, thoughts? Yeah, he was in, he was in bad shape for a while. I think he had cancer, right? He wasn't doing too good. He had cancer earlier. He, rec- he had cancer before. He recovered from that. Well, before that, he had a really skinny arm. He had a pin arm. And he from got nerve hurt. damage, yeah. Yeah, and he got hurt by driving that guy in WCW. Yeah. And that's the last <laughs> yeah. time I remember him. Yeah. Then uh, he, he was will... their, he was their head uh, of talent relations for a while. Was he? Pin arm was? Yeah, you know, there's a story of him beating the shit out of uh, Big oh, Van Vader. Big Van Vader, yeah. He yeah. walked into the yeah. shower and punched him in the mouth or something like that? No, he. the story goes, as I've heard it a million times, so I'll try to recant it as best as possible. He was supposed to be there at a certain time to do promos. You're talking about Vader. Vader. Mm-hmm. Vader was out of the building doing a photo shoot for some company that probably that, in Atlanta. That wasn't WCW. That wasn't WCW, but he was doing it for them, and he was okay. probably some weird Turner thing in Atlanta that he was hooked in with, so he would send WCW guys over there. When Vader shows up to, I believe they were still doing it at Center Stage or MGM when they were in Florida, I think this was. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Um, he showed up, and Paul Orndorff said, where, you are, where were you? You were supposed to be here at X o'clock. I don't know how he said it to him. And uh, Vader basically told him to fuck off, and Orndorff beat the living shit out of him. The, the book that I, yeah, the book that I always heard on Vader was is that he was a bit of a bully and a bit of a baby. He would go on the flip side of the coin. So can't hey, be man, both sides. You know, can't you be both side. sides. Got to be one or the other. And you know, if you looked, I think Kevin Nash posted RIP to the top because Orndorff wore flip flops everywhere. Right. You know, Florida guy, I guess he was always in flip flops, and he beat the shit out of him wearing flip flops. Um. And uh, he, uh, uh, Kevin Nash said, "R.I.P. Mr. Wonderful, the toughest man ever to exist to fight in flip flops." So, and look, I've never—he's not one of those guys that it comes out that he was an asshole at any point. He's always re- referred to as being a really good guy and a real professional. Yeah. So, you know, what's your favorite Paul Orndorff memory? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how we're going to handle this. One of them, my favorite Paul Orndorff memory is in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So we're going to skip because Brandon okay, is lo- cause, okay, so Brandon is uh, in the South. He said, you know what? Fuck the listeners. I don't care about them. I'm going yeah. on vacation. Fuck Not only am I going team, on I'm vacation, go I'm going on vacation where there's no fucking Wi-Fi. Fuck everybody. I hate everyone. So he left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we're going to skip his retro this week. Well, there's going to be some disciplinary action when he gets back. Yes, there will be. Yeah. Uh, so what, what what should we select for retro? Uh, for so, I have a feeling I already know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Well, so here, there's two things. I'm going to give you two because they're both very short. <laughs> no, they're very, very, they're both very encapsulating of Mr. Number Wonderful Paul Orndorff and how great he was. Not the greatest promo, but the greatest vignette. 
right? So the first one is in preparation for WrestleMania 1, because the WrestleMania 1 match is whatever it is. It's not that great. But the first one comes from August 22nd, 2015, uh, and it's uh, Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff, and Bob Orton training for WrestleMania. This is from uh, 3 16 of 1985. Okay? Not going to say anything. This is um, not this is not the one I thought you were gonna pick, but let's see now, what the second one now is. Now the the other one is uh it's on YouTube, it's from nineteen eighty four, and it's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff at the gym. <laughs> yes. That's the other one I picked. It's like fifteen minutes between the two of them. So that's why I had to pick two. I couldn't we're never gonna come back to Paul Orndorff again. No, we're never never right? we'll and never speak Piper's of him been again. dead for years, so we're never gonna come back to Roddy Piper. Right. Right. Not 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 back to him in a way that we're actually going to cover a promo. He may be in a match, but we're not going to cover another fucking promo. Is. Right. So I want to go with two with him. Um, <laughs> this, this is this is eighties wrestling at its fucking best. It right is. Here. It's so insulting. It really it's so over the top. It's very similar it's every- to the Dr. D. David Schultz one we watched a couple of weeks ago where just it's not, like just pure evil, but not weird. Yes. And it's completely inappropriate for. <laughs> Yes. For 2021. Oh, 100%. I love it. He sh- uh, I might have got to talk about it. I, Of course, I immediately watched it. As soon as he passed away, I watched the uh, gym one. Well, I was here with a mutual um, friend of ours yesterday, and this person loves Mr. One- Number Wonderful. Yes. And we watched a bunch of Mr. Number Wonderful videos last night, and that was one of them. So that was the first one. I, sa- I sent him one yesterday. I think if we're talking about the right person. Yeah, we are. Who else um, are we talking about? Who else comes to my house? And loves Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yeah. My favorite Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff moment, one that always sticks in my head, Saturday night's main event. He's fighting yeah. Hulk Hogan. He was feuding with Hulk Hogan. He had turned on Hulk Hogan. It was such a big surprise. There was no fucking surprise. He's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Of course, he's going to turn on him. But it's the match where... Adrian Adonis is in the front row dressed like an old woman and interferes. And I remember watching it and mind you, Saturday Night Main main Event came on at like 11 p.m. East Coast time. My mother was watching it with me and she was freaking out. Get her out of the ring. My mother thought wrestling was real. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Uh, When I never forget when when Ricky Steamboat got the bell dropped on his throat and he was trying to sit up and breathe and the paramedics were holding him down. And she was my mother. Not, not my mother. No, just mine was screaming. Let him. Oh God, he can't breathe. Let him breathe. Lift him up. Let him breathe. And we're just like, mom, what are you doing? This is the same woman that was said, I can't believe they ran that thing on 2020. And ruined wrestling for you guys. And we looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, okay, sure. we already know. John when Stoffel. they told me Snooker snook a jump 20 feet in the air off the top rope, I was kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That's kind of, I know. <laughs> no. We'll have to cover John Stossel one of these days. I, but, you know, the guy that gave up on the listeners that's down in North, uh, North Carolina has never seen any of this stuff. So we need to get yeah. him to watch it. He's got to be involved. Yeah. That's what R.I.P. Paul Orndorff. May you rest in hell. Um, Brandon's caring about the fans. R.I.P. Wait, why is Paul Wardorf resting in hell? Because he punched uh, Big Man Vader? I don't know. His character should rest in hell. Yes. Not him as a person. We didn't know him. Yeah, I didn't know him personally. 
Yeah, sure. Let, nah, fuck it. Rest in hell. All right. Such thing. Anyway. So this is going to take a minute because I'm kind of like uh, behind the ball here trying to figure out <laughs> what the fuck to cover on AEW. But I'm in charge with AEW this week. Ahead, and uh, let's talk about the good. Okay, so the show itself was actually kind of entertaining. Mind you, this was the first show in front of a crowd. Um, good things. Okay, so we got um, Alistair Black shows up in AEW. This mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Yes. I enjoyed this. This was actually yes. a surprise. The crowd reacted the way you would expect someone to react when they show up. Knocks out Arn. Knocks out Cody, who is just blonde and hanging out near, nearby. This was great. I thought this was the way you should introduce somebody is immediately they're different. They got a different name. Mm-hmm. Thumbs down to the announced team not knowing what the fuck was going on, though. They were completely kerfuffled. They had no idea what was going on. You know, JR is always confused, so let's not let's not lay it on him, but everybody involved in the announced team fucking blew it with this. They were calling him Tommy, and he's not Tommy, and he's not, oh, he is, maybe not. He's Malachi Black. I didn't Black. catch any of that. I think I had, like, my volume might have been lower. This is one of, Chris, I got to advise you, if you're watching this show, this is one of these shows where you got to listen to the commentary because it adds to how fucking over the top and ridiculous it is. Where you're yeah. just like, like you you watch WWE's product and you can almost dismiss the announcing. It's kind of like, oh God, yeah, this background noise. This either adds positives and definitely adds negatives to the show where you're just like, shut the fuck up. Chris, thoughts? Well, so so can I say this? So I, I'm I'm just wondering. Do you think that this is their anti WWE? Um, uh, like a thought, like their thought process of not being WWE is to not constantly feed um, bullshit shit to the announcers, right. so that they have to keep, so that they just sound construct. So it sounds more natural, right? Right, but wouldn't I mean it'd be easier? Th- something like that. So yeah, instead of calling like him, that, that's, that's Tommy stuff- End. That's Tommy End. They could just be like, who is this guy? I, I, he looks familiar or something. He looks like that. familiar. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I, I agree. And like I said, I say it all the time. It's fucking production. Their whole problem. I mean, well, other than, you know, the same match and fucking the same dudes winning all the time. One of the biggest problems that they have is fucking production gaps. You yeah. can't be in a major network every week with a live show and have fucking production gaps. I'm just, you know, WWE never has production gaps. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to compare these two as like no. Neither equals. am I. They're not the equal. Tele- no, they're not. But you know, you have to know what you are, and then you have to work within that that uh, those parameters, right? And if you know, hey, you know, just to use one example, hey, maybe we're not ready to shoot a guy getting thrown off the fucking cage. Right. Maybe we should just dial it back a little bit. We'll go for that next year. Right. You know, when we have a little bit more experience and we can do this stuff on the fly. That's yeah. just me. This is great, though. This is great, though. I think Alistair Black is going to be a fucking huge star with w, with uh, AEW. He yeah, I hope been he, is. A, he should have been a huge star with fucking WWE. I don't know what the fuck they did that they screwed that up. It immediately started when he came from NXT to WWE and he was doing the entrance where he was rising up out of the grave. And then Vince said, oh, you know what would sound better? A creaking sound. Like a fucking coffin door opening. So he started doing it and went. It was just like immediately you've cheesed it. And now it sucks. Yep. Yeah. Good luck to him, though. I hope he does well. Also, um, this didn't get much love online. And I think it has less to do with um, 
Andrade, and I think it has more to do with who gives a fuck about Matt Seidel. I really enjoyed Andrade versus Matt Seidel. So did I. Yeah, I thought it was a fun match. I thought it was good that he, Matt Seidel got his shit in, but when it came down to it, this was a, this was a squash match. Andrade beat the shit out of him at the end. So and I also good. like, go ahead, I'm go sorry. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you go, go ahead. He also, um, you know, he, he fought the whole match in dress pants. That's his new look. He has the white dress pants on. He pulled his belt off at the end and started beating the shit out of him with the belt because he wrestled with a fucking belt on. Yep. Yeah, this is pretty good because Andrade also, looked like a badass. I don't get the heat. I don't. I, I mean, I don't get the not the heat. The um, hate. The hate. Hate. I said heat. I meant hate. Online for this, I, I think it has more to do. For me, it has more to do with the fact that Matt Seidel is just he's a dude that's there to win and lose and make guys look good. Matt Seidel's forty years old. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to come there and win a title. They yeah. they consistently talk about Matt Seidel like he's some up and comer, and he is great worker. There's no, but he's a Dude, that's been like we were talking about last week. He's been around for 20 years. He's, He's not new. Around. Yeah. Right? He's been around for 20 years. Also, uh, Andrade coming out with the black mask. Yeah, it was amazing. It was great. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that they need to do when they start tweaking this character is dump Vicky Guerrero. She's completely unnecessary. She's yeah, taking up space with him. I don't get that. I also, I also am along that, like, get her away from him. But, you know what he needs? He needs to team up with some other people. Get a couple yeah. more guys in there. Roosh just lost his title in, in Ring of Honor. Bring him in. Bring some of these guys yeah. in here that can work with him. And he needs a he needs a faction to work with, so this way he doesn't have to have Vicky Guerrero with him with him at all. And, and and the litmus test too. Like a guy, I watched. I was watching. I had somebody over, the same Mister Number Wonderful fan, and he saw Andrade and he watched that match and he was really impressed and he really liked him. And he's not the type of person that's going to like a guy like that. So, you know, like a high flyer. So, or a wrestler that wrestled out of the eighties. So, yeah, so right. you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, he's got, he's got appeal. He's athletic. He's legit. Uh, I'm glad he's not in WWE anymore. Um, you know, he's still, in my opinion, he wrestled one of the best matches I've ever seen live against Johnny Gargano at takeover. Yes. So yeah, you know, really excited about that. That was really cool. And he's not like high flyer, dude. I mean, he does some moves that are high. He's more of a power guy. He's just no. He just does the. He really just does the moonsault into yeah. the backflip. That's, That's amazing it. that move, and he pulled Which that off. Awesome. With the, and the camera angle they had on it was fucking spectacular. It was like overhead. It looked great. Yeah. Also, I hate to give him credit, but I really enjoyed the uh, street fight at the end of the match. So uh, the Bucks versus uh, Penta El Zero Miedo and uh, Eddie Kingston. Very good match. Kind of silly. Kind of fun. Uh, but we talked about it last week. Bucks win. We knew Bucks were going to win. They had no chance of winning this after they had already won once to earn a shot at the title. Yeah. You knew they were going to lose yeah. the title match. So right. that uh, was not great. Yeah. I... Did you catch this one? How many times can Eddie Kingston lose? Oh, you're frozen. Anymore. You froze. <laughs> go, go again. I said, oh, that I was in for my audio was frozen. Yeah, I said, how many times does Eddie Kingston have to lose before people stop giving a fuck about Eddie Kingston? And I'm not saying there's a knock on Eddie Kingston. It's I don't understand what the fuck they're doing with this guy. Yeah. Like, he's got to win something, man. I mean, every time he's in a big match, he loses. You know? I mean, he has won, um, like he's won it, promo away from getting hot again every time. You know no, I, mean? I get it. I get it. It's yeah. just, you know. One of the things that that makes 
the Young Bucks, you know, makes that type of character good as a heel is that they're full of shit. Hmm. But when you keep winning, did they win this clean? I don't think I made it this deep into the show. I might have fallen asleep. Um, or, no, there was interference, right? Yeah, well, there was dudes involved. It's usual fucking yeah. Young Bucks shit where there's usual. always dudes Dudes yeah, all one over out. The place. Let's just do. Let's just do the NWO over and over and over again. Right. So it's like Brandon. I mean, Cutler really, how long in, is like, it before Kevin? How long is it before Kevin Nash runs out and helps him? Right. I mean, really. You know, it's like, come on, man. There was a good spot that was pretty cool where the where um, one of the Bucks was getting pinned, and Matt Jackson does like a five fifty splash, but instead of doing it on the guy pinning Matt Jackson, he does does it onto the ref. To break up the pin. That was a pretty good oh, okay. spot. I enjoyed that. But they don't face any... None of it's repercussion. We get no repercussions. Brandon Cutler was involved. Right. and Yeah, I didn't... You know, they didn't DDT the guy on the belt and then hide the belt under the ring so the ref couldn't see it. Right. That was good. That's su- it's right? subtle. That's how you fucking cheat. Also, Eddie Kingston breaks out fucking um, thumbtacks out of the thumbtack bag, the black thumbtack bag that everybody has in hardcore matches. Dumps him out, and then he ends up getting a mouthful of them. He loses via super kick to his face with thumbtacks, which is stupid. <laughs> I mean, if, I, I think I, is it a re, is it now a wrestling trope? Like, if you dump the thumbtacks, you get the thumbtacks, right? Yeah, it's like Kevin Owens setting up tables. He goes through them. He always goes through them. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you want to bring them in, you got to eat them. I yes. guess that's the role, right? Yeah. He who smelt it dealt it. All right, so uh, the bad. Oh, God. There wasn't much bad in this except for... All right, so first off, we get a sweet-ass strap match (laughs) between Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. Now, I got to say, the fact that this, like, kind of started the show, like, I think it started the show. Yeah, it definitely started the show. It did. Kind of brought a little bit of like the crowd was hot, and I got to give it credit for the crowd. The crowd was fucking into this entire show; they loved all of it. But um, QT Marshall, come on, he's gigged at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, the show starts. I, I have in my notes he's bleeding. At, he's bleeding at eight eight oh five. Fucking on a Wednesday. Yeah. Why? And he keeps losing. Like, why is this still a thing? This is so stupid. I don't know. Uh, everybody that they, everybody in that faction that goes up against Cody loses. So shouldn't he have been over this? It's like, nah, I'm not fighting you anymore. I beat you all. And said he just once said, again too, we're talking about things being in reverse, right? So shouldn't shouldn't the Agogo match taken place before the strap match with the leader of the thing at the pay-per-view like that's the pay-per-view match unless they wanted to give the fans something big on their first night on the road that could be it too right and they do these like great american bachelor regular show this was road dogs on the street or whatever the fuck road rager road rager Rager. yeah road dogs on the street Yeah, but him, I mean, the first thing I noticed was, you know, Q and T Marsh Alex Jones bleeding at 8.15 on a Wednesday night. Fuck, why? Fuck, my kids are watching this, you son of a bitch. Idiot. (laughs) My wife will never let me watch this again. Well, here's the thing. This is what shows how many people, this is what shows how many people other than wrestling fans, like hardcore wrestling fans that this is reaching because they're not getting complaints about it. No, people would be complaining. 
like if this was like what they were doing it on Raw and WCW on, you know, in what, 96, people were fucking complaining because everybody was watching wrestling. Yep. Like when you think about it, what are they doing? Even if they're doing a million viewers a week, a week what's that? A, a, a less than a third of a percentage point of the United States of America. And those numbers aren't real. Right. Right. They do that. Are they talking about now? Hold on. Are they talking about that's I should take that back because when they say, you know, 800,000, is that 800,000 viewers or 800,000 households? Households. OK, so then that they can actually track. Like yep. when they do the, they used to do the numbers of viewers. It was like, okay, so we ha- we reached a million houses. Each house has three people. On so average. multiply that by three, right. and we have three million people. And but when they say households, then I guess they have a more accurate number. Yeah, it's households. Well, it used yeah, to be okay. it used to be based on the um the average number of people in a household, mm-hmm. which I would imagine someone that's a pro wrestling fan probably has a larger household. Is I don't, I don't know. I don't. I have no uh, idea. Or I they're like, sitting by themselves, like like me, watching this yeah. shit. Watching this shit on my days off. The funny thing about this is that okay, Cody Rhodes, he was part of the worst part of the show. Well, second worst part of the show. He was part of this match, which is QT Anon Marshall Jones, X Jones. What is his name again? I'm sorry. Q Q N N T Marshall X Jones. There you go. Q N N T Marshall X Jones. But then he's part of the uh, Alistair Black segment. Yeah, I was going to get to that. So has he moved on? Are we done with I would, QAnon, I would T-Mar, so. Alex Marlex Jones? Marvex Alex Jones? Alex Marvel Lex Jones, yes. I would Are assume we, so because if you remember, the lights went out during that Alex Jones match. I th- th- That was another thing I was going to mention. So was that accidental? As a test, nah. or was that to make us think that, like, oh, there's something wrong, there's storms? Oh, the commentary actually said, like, there's storms coming through, so lights are we're having problems with the lights. They were teasing us to this one when the lights mm-hmm. actually went off. Yeah, I heard like, oh, thunderstorms. That's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> well done, well done. Because that's what happens when, when thunderstorms happen. When you lose power, those emergency lights, they don't come on. The whole room goes black, that's yep. it. Yep, that's it. Yeah, you don't have those battery-powered emergency lights with the exit sign on them all over the fucking place. Nope. Show's over. <laughs> Show's over. But my point being is that had, are they moving on from? They had to. That has to be it. And what a shitty way to wrap up. What an anticlimactic fucking way to wrap up something that's been going on way too fucking long. Nothing short of QAnon and T. Marsh Alex Jones exploding in the middle of the fucking ring would have been adequate enough to fucking wrap up that fucking pile of horse shit that they've been dragging us through for the last fucking i don't know how many months almost a year right i mean it's got to be like the beginning of covid he was involved in this shit also the way he stands everything about qt r shell alex jones everything he does just looks so weird he's a fucking creep he looks like a creep I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going out as a security guy. Like, he's definitely a guy that, like, oh, it comes out that he's a, he, he possesses child porn. You're like, yep. Yeah, it makes sense. Out. Yep, definitely. <laughs> he's he's he child was, porn, he was, dude. He was in NXT, and they let him go because he refused to be security. There was something along those lines where he like, refused like, to be Oh, you mean extra. like, like yeah, yeah, extra. Yeah. He's like too good. Fucking... As we've learned, he's too good. He's too good for that. No, mm-hmm. I'm too good for that. Let me do this shit. Well, that was probably because Cody was like, no, you can come with us. Come with us. I once was a man. Nice. 
GI Joe reference. Excellent. Um, also, uh, the Britt Baker promo. Jesus fucking Christ. These motherfuckers cannot stop talking about WWE. They can't do it. Like, what the fuck? Like, shut Why? This is your first time in front of a crowd. You're in front of a crowd. You've got an audience. I don't know what the numbers were. They weren't great, but you probably have a bigger audience than you've had in a while watching you on TV. And you can't stop talking about the uh, your imagined competition. Yeah, guess what he doesn't do? When he when 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 are we talking about Vince? You, yeah, when you mention the competition, the competition's won. Mm-hmm. Right? When you say, "Oh, WW," what did she say? I forget what she was saying. She's like, "If you want to go get blood money shows, you can go to Saudi Arabia get blood money shows." You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. She's like, "What? Why would you? What? What?" Well, so you know, if the rumors are true, right? I don't know. Is she still with Adam Cole? Yeah, they're still together. Yeah. So if the rumors are true, which who knows if they are, they're, you know, I don't know. If the rumors are true, what a fucking vindictive asshole Vince McMahon is supposed to be. Should you really be shitting on the company that your fucking boyfriend's working for? I mean, she's pretty smart. I mean, she is a dentist. I don't know. Yeah, she's not a this. dummy. I don't know if you notice, they tell us all the time that she's a dentist. Um, I don't give a shit. They can tell us that all the time. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So she, um, She's smart, so I think she would probably go be like, hey, is it cool if I bring this up? And he's probably yeah. like, I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't give fuck a shit. Yours. You don't mention us by name. What the fuck does it matter? Yeah, yeah. You think, she, Adam, you know, you think I, Adam Cole's like, hey, Brit, I have a secret for you. I read this on the internet. I wasn't there. I was working. I was in Florida. But I heard. <laughs> I heard the, the, the crown prince held him captive and fed them blood oh, money. Remember that? Yes. Blood money. While all the executives left, they kept the wrestlers on a fucking plane. Jamal, they Jamal Khashoggi, Khashoggi their asses. <laughs> according fucking, to rumors, according to rumors. Yeah, know. according to rumors. I don't want to get invited to an embassy, so we don't know if that's true. <laughs> Overall, I thought this was an entertaining show, and it was a good, you know, we're going back on the on tour. This is what you can expect. It should be fun. Um. Yeah, I think going forward that with uh, Andrade Cien Altman, what's his name now? Andrade El Idolo and yeah. uh, Malachi Black, yeah. a.k.a. Tommy End, a.k.a. everything else he was. I think and these this guys. This, show, this show's good. This show's getting better. And, are and they, let's be honest. Let's yeah. be honest. I'm sorry. Just let me just finish my point. No, go um, ahead. Finish. Andrade and Tommy End, they're NXT guys. They're not fucking WWE guys. I would, that's I, what I was going to say. Yeah, they, they, we can argue all we want and say, oh, all yeah. they do nope. is rely on WWE nope. guys. No, they rely nope. on they're relying on guys that are were supplemental talent for fucking WWE. They worked fucking hell shows. They barely were on Raw and SmackDown. These yep. guys were these guys are NXT guys. This is different. And also, this yeah, isn't John Moxley. This isn't uh, Chris Jericho. Good. And also, uh, what's his name? Um, Andrade is. Is he even a WWE guy at all? He's a fucking AAA guy. Yeah. I mean, never. like, yeah, he's he was huge. He was fucking huge before they signed him. Yes. They didn't make him. No, they did not. And I mean, of course, of course, you go if you go to WWE as soon as you show up on Raw, immediately you're more popular or more eyes are on you than they ever oh, have. Of course. Been. But this guy was already, he was a big deal. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think I think the future is bright for AEW. I'm not going to shit on it that much this week. 
I found it generally entertaining. Ricky Starks. Oh, he came back. Yeah. Right for a promo. He was calling out uh, Brian Cage's wife. Yeah, that's kind of. Go ahead, Chris. Listen, I mean, whatever. He was just saying, "Hey, your wife, blah blah blah." But his delivery cracks me the fuck up. Oh, it's amazing. His head moving. His I completely, head moving. Oh, I completely forgot it. He oh, said, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I have security. He came out with security because he doesn't trust anybody in the the Taz team to protect them yes. because they don't know what teamwork is. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not medically cleared this week. Oh, my neck. <laughs> <laughs> he's great, man. Yeah, he's, he, I, I, I didn't like him. I love him. He's, well, we gotta, he's, a, he's, a, he's a pisser. We got a couple of decent um, feuds going forward. We get him and um, Brian Cage. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna get we're gonna get Omega and Omega versus uh, Cowboy. Uh, Adam yeah, Page. the only the only problem I have with that is is that Adam Page. Is, I was ex- explaining this to somebody that was watching it. I said Adam Page is just a dud. He's a great wrestler, but like personality wise. I... Oh, his personality him. is that he has, of... he's just kind of calm and quiet, but yeah. he's playing it like personality let's dude. Yeah. And there's a way to do that. And this isn't the way, like he is a legitimate dud whenever he's on the team, whenever he's on the TV, other than when he's in the ring. Right. You know what I mean? Well, we could talk about that. It's like Ethan page and Darby Allen. It's the exact, the exact opposite where Ethan page is like so ridiculously over the top that I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, I tuned out. And once again, though, look back. We're going to look back at what they do that mirrors shit that WWE did 20 years ago. Sit down interviews with Jim fucking Ross. Yeah. You know, it's like, can can you just say, look at them and go, you know what? This sit down interview with Jim Ross, WWE did that 20 years ago. Don't do it. Put Tony Schiavone in there. Oh, my God. I almost forgot. What? The fucking MMA team. And the dude, well, that was amazing. Fucking, the coach wait, came we in. Always forget about... How did I forget that? It's on my list. What's, what's that? So the team, uh, the MMA guys were on. <laughs> America top, team. Top, America team. top team. Okay, so yeah. explain who they are. Go ahead. You got me. They're a America top team is just a team of, uh, it's an MMA training camp for as best as I can explain it. You know what I mean? Um, one of the larger ones in the country, I guess. I don't really pay attention. I, I hear their name thrown around. So I mean, America, look, that's so like saying I know who Amanda. Guys, Nune, I know who Amanda Nunez is. Yeah, she's American Top Team. Right, and then some other dude who uh, I don't know who that guy is. Are you looking it up? up? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. So anyway, they're at ringside. They're at ringside, right. and I think Tony Schiavone comes up to interview him, and the coach, whoever his name is grabs the microphone and just fucking does an amazing promo where he walks into the ring. He's just like, you know, Florida wrestling was better back in the day. This guy, that guy, now it stinks. And you stink, but this guy's great. And that guy's not. And then uh, the murder hawk monster comes out and chokeslams him. It was fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, they're basically... um they're they're it's a it's a it's a MMA gym an MMA team. Um, they have Andre Orlovsky who's a bit you know he's a name. A man that's the guy. Has a they, name. they were both there at ringside. Right? Yeah, Junior Dos Santos who is a legend. He's there. Uh, Amanda Nunez who's probably one of the greatest of all time is yeah, there. That's and how then they, they hyped have her that. up as the greatest woman yeah. of all time. And then they have Joanna Zerzedek who I can't say her name who is the 
in my opinion, shittiest human being in MMA other than Conor McGregor right now. She's the one that talks all the shit, kisses her fist, puts it in people's faces, and then gets beaten until she looks like a fucking Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> oh, we talked um, about her last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I brought it up again. So, I mean, it's uh, it's a team. That's all it is, really. Um, I don't know. They acted like it was a big deal. People were reacting it is a big deal. like it was a big deal. It's a serious – you know, that's a big deal. It's one of the most well-known – uh, teams of MMA fighters that there are, you know, uh, it's kind of like, you know, like years ago you had like, um, I think, I think Frank Shamrock had a team. I forget what they were. And then you had Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell came out of a certain place. They were a member of another team. Um, if I'm not mistaken, anybody can join it. You know, right. it's essentially like one of the more well-known ones. When you talk about like, you know, if guys that I know fight and they say he's out of team balance, it's the same thing. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Just on a larger scale, more so, well known. There's okay. a Brazilian top team too, I think, and they're affiliated. Gotcha. I could be wrong on that though. Okay, but the point being was that the fucking promo was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. He took a fucking choke slam. He did. It was amazing. I did and see on Twitter that people like, why didn't Manny, why didn't Manny Nunes come in? It's best fight in the world. Break it up. You're gonna do this fake wrestling. It's not best. You're not the best in the world fighting if you're not doing fake, not real fake, fake, not real fake. It's called the television show. People <laughs> enjoy it or don't enjoy it and talk about it on a podcast. Whatever you want, though. I enjoyed it this week. Any we did final? forget about. Yeah, we forgot about something. What's that? So there was this portion of the show. I don't know if you know about this where um, MJF. Oh, God. And Chris Jericho were going to get involved in a discussion on their match, upcoming match. Okay, okay. So and when Chris Jericho is in the ring, somebody decides to jump oh, fuck! and <laughs> attack. And if you remember, Chris Jericho, I think, now thinks, because he's been a wrestler for some, probably always thought it his entire life, that you punch people in real life like you punch them in wrestling. Uh, to stick up to stick up for Jericho, which I don't think I need to because he's a COVID denier and a uh, fucking twat anymore. One of my scumbag. favorite wrestlers of all time, and he's just made me hate him. Yeah, but <laughs> fucking to his. And you know what? To his, to his credit, I think he was going to punch him and decided to just give him a shove at the last second. Because the second, because he goes <laughs> yeah. for two shots. One is like he's got his fist and he's balled up. But the camera's right on him, and then he opens his hand at the last second. And the second one, he shoves him out of the ring. He has um, been adamant that you are not part of the show. His whole mm-hmm. later half of his career when he's you know had the podcast and all this is cheer, yell, scream. You are not part of the fucking show. Yeah. Stay out. Um, Which I firmly I firmly stick with that. I mean, I have no problem when that happens. I am I am a big fan of cheering the good guys, booing the bad guys, clapping, going home happy. I don't need to be con- like a total fucking asshole at every show. And I have no problem. And at multiple shows called people out for being fucking assholes. Yeah. Like shut up. This isn't about you. We were at the show where, um, Taya screamed at the guy that was fucking calling her a slut and shit. That friggin' what show was that? MLW? That was no, that was the house of hardcore TNA show. That was the Moody show. Right. Right. And listen, the match, <laughs> it was so funny. So the guy, she threw a drink in his face, and then he wasn't going to leave. And he was losing his shit and screaming and spitting all losing over Losing his shit. mind. He, she threw a drink at him and walked away. If you, So I'll tell this story, because this was actually an interesting story. And yeah, if, you won't, 
didn't hear it. So we're on the opposite corner. So it's for, as far away from us as could possibly be. This guy's but, in front but row. perfect line of sight though. That's perfect line yeah. of sight, right? Because it's twenty three hundred arena. If you ever seen it, it's not big, right? So this guy is screaming and hollering at Taya. The match, and I'll get into the match later because it's kind of like the tag of of the story. Michael Elgin and John Morrison or Johnny Mundo or Johnny Impact, whatever he was, Johnny Impact is an Impact show. He's there tagging with Taya in the corner. Taya had already wrestled then. I think she wrestled Jordan Grace. Um, Michael Elgin, who has a reputation of not being a very serious dude, like, you know, is screaming for somebody to take care of this fucking guy. Like, get rid of this fucking guy. Because he's being abusive, verbally abusive. Now, I can't hear what he was saying, but apparently he was. She eventually had enough, throws a drink in the guy's face. They go to throw the guy out. Now, while they're going to throw the guy out, Tommy Dreamer stops the match and says, why doesn't everybody calm down and watch the great fucking Muda? Mm. Because that's who was in the ring at the time. So you have a legend that you've, I've only seen, I've seen a lot of fucking wrestling in my, but I only seen that guy twice live. Right. Right. And it was a fucking big deal both times. And I would have gotten an autograph fucking picture with him or an autograph of him. If the guy selling the autograph wasn't wearing a fucking MAGA hat. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> you know, and I don't even give a shit. You're only doing that for fucking one reason. And that's to be the dick. I'm a heel. Right? I'm a bad guy. So anyway, um, Muda, Muda's in the match. People aren't, this guy is taking the attention away from the great fucking Muda. Now, eventually he gets thrown out. The security crowd's in. Now, I've been going to 2300 for a long time in its new incarnation. And there is a very, um, there's a, a, a short Asian guy that does security there. Mm. And he is fucking serious business. Yeah, he is. And everything I notice, I see him, I see him, he's there every fucking show. And every, he probably runs their security and nobody knew what to do with this guy until that Asian dude showed the fuck up. And that guy went bye bye mm. real quick. Right. So um, being a former bouncer, for lack of a better way to put it, uh, the the invention of the cell phone camera has made that job a lot harder. Yeah, because back in the day when you did that, you just got fucking tuned mm. and nobody complained about it. But you can't, nobody you gave can't a do shit. that anymore. Can't, can't do that. Anymore. And Jericho, no, I get it. I'm not going to defend Jericho's uh, shitty uh, perspective on life, but it looked like he was thought about punching yeah. the guy in the face. You could tell the look in his face. He had that like, well, he always looks so red all the time now. Red and the, dead. Because of all the uh, pinnacle vodka he's been drinking. Like the pinnacle vodka? So <laughs> he's... Whip? Yeah, whipped vodka. The, the Fruit Loop kind. He um looked like he was going to punch him in the face, and then he backed off the last second. Uh-huh. Because that's a lawsuit waiting to happen for him. And it's going to be on TV, and everybody's going to be talking. Yeah, about it's a lawsuit waiting for happen. Everybody's going to be talking about. It. He's look. He's he's. Um, how do we say a man is stupid without being stupid? He's wise. But yes, he's smart. wise in the ways of not getting himself sued yes, in those situations. He's wise, but he ain't too smart. <laughs> but he ain't too fucking smart. And I'll be honest with you, man. I was willing to put up with all of it, and then once he said. Good luck to them when they come looking for me for looking to me for a job. Talking about Basler and Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, what the like, fuck was that? We didn't even talk about I, that. Did we? Eventually, it was like fuck you. So, I don't think we did. Yeah. So in the world of uh, let's not blackball people anymore, uh, Mister <clears throat> Billy Birdman, uh, blackballing women. 
he says like basically I'm gonna blackball women because they don't because they made fun of me. How dare you make fun of me? How dare you? How dare you have an opinion? And it was silly. Yeah. It was her doing a fucking trust fall into a bed. Like, come on, man. Fuck him. Thin skinned motherfucker. Yeah, you think you're getting yelled and screamed at in fucking Mexico and fucking uh, cups of piss dumped on your fucking head, you'd be a little bit more thick skinned to some young person also Shana having Bas- an opinion. Yeah, Shayna this- Baszler shows up at your front door with a job. You say, yes, please. How much would you like? Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. I, you well, were misused on not- the fucking main roster. Yeah. And and here's the other thing, too. Um, this is the guy who is openly and listen, I don't have a problem with him doing it. He openly said, fuck Bret Hart. Bret Hart told him that he used to Bret Hart said that he when Jericho wrestles a match, you can hear him doing the Declaration of Independence, basically saying Calling the match. you could hear him call a match. Yeah, you can. And then he said, legend, legend of the business, right? You're supposed to respect this guy. Jericho was like, fuck him. I don't care. And he said it. I don't care what he has to say. Then who else says fucking they were talking about Mil Mascaris. Fuck that guy. He said, well, there's this one Luchador, whatever the gift, the, the guest was. He didn't want to say his name. And Jericho said, I don't give a shit. I'll say his fucking name. Mil Mascaris. He's an asshole. You can do it. Yeah. But people can't do it to you. No, it's full of shit. Bullshit. Oh, I've, I've reached, I've reached that point in my life. I can make fun of whoever I want. Everybody else behind me. No. Yeah. Now. Can't make fun of me yet. No, I'm oh, at the top of the pyramid scheme. Especially somebody like fucking Shayna Baszler who started an MMA career fucking fighting in barns in right. Iowa. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Or North Dakota. North Dakota. She's right. South Dakota. One of them. One of the Dakotas. Anyway. Yeah, yeah that was uh, pretty ridiculous. The uh, promos Yeah, way to go, Jericho. The promos were fine, but fuck Jericho. Fuck Jericho. I, I've been blackballed. I'll never be an announcer for AEW, no. Yeah, listen, listen. Jericho, you're blackballed from being a guest on the Wrestling is Hard podcast. <laughs> Fucking blackballed. Unless you call us and want to be a guest tomorrow, and we'll let you on. I want to come on. Okay, baby. What else we got? Anything else? No, I think that's it. No. Someone abandoned us this week. so uh, Yeah, so it's a short podcast. A little short this week, but that's okay. Because yeah. we'll come do back we, next Do week. we have anything on the, on the list of things to talk about? No, that's it. Yeah, I've covered it. AEW is it, and then the next, the next. Well, no, there is one more uh, topic. Um, What's I'm that? not sure what it is. is it the end. Oh, then the 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 end. Yes. The end. <laughs> we'll talk about that stardom show next week when Brandon's back. Now, question: Yo. Are we going to do? Are we going to do the Tyler Breeze match next week and the Orndorff two Orndorffius? We'll do Orndorff two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. All right. And we'll do Tyler Breeze next week. Tyler Breeze versus I watched, I, watched, Liger. I watched like an extra 11 minutes of wrestling this week that I didn't have to watch because Brandon abandoned us. It's on WWE.com. Oh, can we discuss this? Because I yes. will talk about this. I tried, and we've done it. I've done it since this whole switch happened. I watched that on Peacock. Fuck you, Peacock. What happened? I had such a hard – oh, God, everything's fucking delayed in the fucking – I watched the first half of the match with the yellow wheel in the middle of it. And it's really? just like, what the fuck? See, I tested, go, it, I tested out um, NXT this week on Peacock to see if it was the same – if I was getting the same recording co- of as Hulu because I watched the Hulu version first. It was right. an hour long. It didn't have the cipher. So I was like, okay, well, I'll try out the Peacock one too, and I kind of skipped through it. I didn't have any problems watching it, but it was the, pretty much the exact same version that's on 
Hulu. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just so, you know, just navigating the menus, navigating the menus, finding the match, starting the match, going through the commercials, hitting fast forward, seeing commercials of the boss, baby. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? And then I'm fast forwarding it. And then it froze with Alec Baldwin, baby head screaming at the TV for 10 minutes. Fucking paying for this. Why am I looking at commercials? I don't fucking know, man. It's a garbage. It's a fucking, it is a garbage fucking streaming service, man. It's, I mean, I can understand. It's not like fucking Netflix has been around for a hundred years now to teach you what to fucking do. You know, I mean, and essentially that's what it is, right? They gave all their content to to Netflix, all these networks did, and they let them trailblaze the streaming service path. And then once they got it right, everybody started their own and fuck to the stream. And somebody said, well, maybe your Internet's not good. It comes from the same fucking people. Right. It's not like I'm getting internet. It's not my internet. It's their internet internet that I'm paying for. Oh, God. (laughs) It's a streaming service that I essentially pay well over $100 a month for. And they cannot fucking get it right. Chris, let me ask you this. Okay, so you have cable. How many? You have all the sports channels. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you have like uh, anything past like channel? I don't know. Like, <laughs> do you have the Vice channels? Yes. Okay, so you pay a little bit more than I do. Yes. What do you watch? Nothing. No, I'll be honest. Like, pick a channel. Um, what do you watch? Because I'll give you the two channels I watch. Actually, three. Let's see. What do I watch? TBS, because it's reruns all day long. Uh, background noise. Let's not go to background noise. What do I watch? Actually, um, watch. Sit down. Pay attention. I'm going to be honest with you, Jim. There's not much. I can't even tell you. I'll tell you what I watch. Ready? Yeah. PBS, which I can get yeah. for free. You, yeah, I watch PBS, which I can get for free. Especially I, I Saturday and Sunday, where I can watch the cooking shows and the home improvement shows. Yeah, okay. I watch the Food Network. Especially, I don't watch that. Especially late night with uh, Guy Fieri. I watch him. Okay. And I watch HGTV. That's all I watch. So in this house, HGTV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Include, include include your spouse in this. Yeah, what okay. do you think so, she watches? Because that's who – listen, let me explain something. If it was me, there'd be an antenna facing fucking north. Oh, my God. My I would, I, no, if it was yeah. me, it'd be 40 books opened up all over the floor, and I'd just be, be popping in, doing push-ups, popping in between. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it was – it was uh, it was um, what did we watch? So, HGTV, uh, whatever channel that I call it, that fucking boat show is on. Below decks, she oh, watches. Uh, she watches that. They're on the pleasure, the yacht. That's Bravo. Bravo, yeah. Bravo. Whatever channel, all the television shows about murdering your husband and getting away with it are on. She watches those. Um, Discovery. No, no. Dateline. Whatever runs Dateline constantly. One <laughs> of the channels does. Yeah. Okay. Um, that. Um, she watches Saturday Night Live. Yes, yeah, I don't do that. Well, that. you know, you know what. Tina puts it on if there's a musical guest that she's interested in. And one time she put it on and she, I, I forget who was on there. And then she texts me and she says, is, has Saturday Night Live always been this unfunny? And my response was, always. Since it first started, it's always been unfunny. You've had moments where You've it was moments. okay. Okay. 
it's never been great because there, even those days with like Eddie Murphy on it, like those classic days that are supposedly the funniest ever. No, his segments were great. Well, ninety percent situa- of it was fucking trash. Yeah, it's a situation where it's right. It's everything is like that though. It's a situation where. You know, it's a sketch comedy show. A couple of them are funny. The rest of them are garbage. They're all filler. You laugh at the ones you like. I haven't really... But they get canceled. What do you mean? Saturday Night Live's been on for fucking 40 years. Oh, yeah. Shows that stink get canceled. I really... Yeah. I really really don't... It doesn't make any sense. Um, Raw is on TV, and none of it's good. None of it. It fucking stinks. And then they're going... Now they're going to spend more money. Yes. Because they're going on the road. But, um... Yeah, big SNL fan. Here's the thing, to, though, is that you and I, although we are at a certain age, right? We don't. We never were into those things. No, yeah, I, I agree. Right. My wife is a little bit older than both of us. Mm-hmm. She was into that stuff before, and it carries through. I get it. Where you were committed. We to never it. did that shit. I mean, we I, were watching things. Yeah, but I, I had a moment where I was watching SNL, and I think I was watching SNL during those Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo years. Oh yeah, we were little kids then. Well, I mean, it was mid '80s. I wasn't that little of a kid. Twelve? That's not that little. I guess not. I mean, I'm I like boob- If I'm thinking about boobies and butts, I'm not that little anymore. Yeah, I mean, mine, mine is still to this day is still like you know, I like. Fucking Phil Hartman is Frank. Yeah, there you go. And and, and oh. massive head wound Harry and shit like that. But and they were just cave, so caveman that, lawyer. Prehistoric caveman lawyer. But that shit, there's a reason why I like it. Because it's so fucking dumb. Caveman lawyer is so yeah. fucking stupid. I love it. It's so stupid. Or what was it? Merry Christmas from from Frankenstein. Tonto and <laughs> so, so stupid. and somebody else. And yeah, <laughs> I forget who it was. Merry Christmas from Frankenstein, Tonto. I'm gonna look it up because it's gonna drive me crazy. A lot but, of that stuff. A lot of that stuff was like, but but you're remembering those parts. You're not remembering how much it took <laughs> to get to that part. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And it was Merry Christmas from Tarzan, Tonto, <laughs> Tarzan. and Frankenstein. Tarzan, Tonto, and Frankenstein. That's it. That was so that stupid. Was fucking- yeah, Phil Hartman, R.I.P. I hope R. he's R. hanging R. out with Paul Orndorff right now. Oh, God. Go out of your way and watch some of that Paul Orndorff versus Hulk Hogan stuff. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was funny because I was going through some stuff and they said, you know, they robbed Hulk Hogan because he somebody said he his feet clearly hit the ground first in the I saw cage that. match. I saw that. And I'm like. Oh my God, no, no. And I'll be honest with you. I was, we watched Raw last night, hopefully to see a little video vignette of, of, of Hogan, if, or of Orndorf. If they don't do something for him, I'm going to be very disgusted. He deserved more than just a placard with his fucking name on it. I, I, mean, main on. Event I think, main I think, event. I mean, I, I think Raw was pre-taped this week no and i i did read that today yeah that it was pre-taped it was that was in the can long before they announced it so yeah. hopefully that they hopefully they do something where they actually show vignette of his shit because he deserves it and also uh smackdown is live this week with crowds oh is it yeah because so. he does honestly in my opinion paul orndorff deserved everybody on the ramp and the bell ringing that might that might be they might be saving it for a live crowd yeah 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 they could all right, people, I wonder if it's kind of a bummer. 
You know what I mean? Like that was the heel when we were growing up as kids. Yeah, he was. Yep. And then he got his pin arm. Yeah, he did. And then I was shocked that he was still alive. Yeah, you were. Mm -hmm. I thought the pin arm should have killed him. Like when he did the the pin arm. The pin arm to you was the funniest thing that ever. Is it the funniest thing in your opinion that ever happened for a wrestling? (laughs) What? Oh my god. I mean, Titus falling under the ring, even though I, I that was very funny modern WWE credit, Titus falling under the ring was fucking hilarious. But a lot of that had to do with the fact that Corey Graves, no, couldn't, he, he was so it. punchy that he couldn't stop laughing because yeah. he was exhausted because they had just flown to Saudi Arabia and done a show that was fucking like nine hours long. Yeah, they did a blood money show. Yep. They did the blood money show. I mean, I honestly, yeah, the pin arm is still. I just think of it. I don't even have to watch the video. If I watch the video, Saki I'm done. Naki came uh, in. He's coming in at the end. That was. If if I watch that video now, like of the pin arm, well, I'll be I'll be dead. You'll have you'll be at my funeral. <laughs> when he freezes in the middle of the ring. Because his, I think he pinched a nerve in his neck or something. He pinched a nerve in it. Yeah, in his But back, they were doing spine. this big push for Paul Horndorf where he was like this older dude. And look at him go. Yeah. And he's doing a great job. He's a George Foreman. And he's got this skinny ass fucking arm. And then. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't even think about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Pin you know Paul what? Horndorf. Let's add Pinwar. I'm gonna to try to find Pinwar and Paul Orndorff. We'll add that. We'll to watch the that. We'll do like it'll be like between the three segments, it'll be like 30 minutes. Just yeah, not even. You're gonna make even. me watch Pinwar. I won't be able yeah. to talk okay. about. It. I'll be in tears. <laughs> like, All right, it's in there. I remember like the other two were only 15 minutes long, man. They're fucking hilarious. And this was when this happened. I was. It must have been the early 2000s. Yeah. When he came back in WCW, it was right before the collapse of WCW. And he came back, and they're like, Paul Lorndorf, he looks great. He looks better than ever. Except for this, they kept ignoring this pin arm of his. Right, because he had nerve damage in his spine. And I worked, and it was I worked with causing these guys. atrophy in the arm. I worked with these guys that were a little bit younger than me, and I, we just laughed. They were watching WSW. We just laughed and laughed and laughed about the pin arm. Now he's dead. Now his pin arm stabbed his heart. Now his All heart's right, broken. So let me see. Hold on. So it's, let's see. All right, so the, the video I found the video. It's on wrestling. It's wrestling gone wrong. Oh. Um, okay. And it was it happened in two thousand. Right. So it's long before default WCW. Okay, so that's two. Once fall. It's fall. It's Oh no no no! I'm getting my dates wrong. No no, it's the it's right before the death of like right at the death. I'm thinking right. 1990. I'm sorry. Well, they were so lying on Paul Orndorff, so that has yeah. to say he was probably. It, oh my God, he was probably. Their agent in the back, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, we got nobody else." Paul, go out there, and he's just like, "So, thick, rich milkshake," and he went out there and fucking did it. Thought he could still do it. That's and another one. See if we can find oh my it. god, that's another one. I don't know. He, if we gotta find that one. That's I can't find one. it. Yeah. Paul so Order did these. See, he did his. Down. What was it? What was it? It was a Vegas-based wrestling. Wasn't it UWF? Was it UWF? Was it Greasy Glitter Coke Guy UWF? I think it was. The yeah, Vegas-based UWF. So he did these. Yeah. It was on our local sports channel in Philadelphia. And he did these commercials for Russian Bear Protein Shake. 
So he would have this thing. He's like, Russian protein shake. And he would have this giant <laughs> blender, plastic blender, and he would make the protein shake. And then he just glugged it down on camera. And he's <laughs> and his shit's falling all over the face. And he's choking on it. And he goes, that tastes just like a thick rich milkshake. Amazing. Are you watching? So, yeah, it? it was. It was it. No, no, no. It was at the 2000 fall brawl. This is where we're at in WCW. I mean, like WCW actually reverted to the late 80s and early 90s mm. at this point. But it was a match between the filthy animals and the natural born thrillers. Orndorff suffered a neck injury after delivering a pile driver. The referee Charles Robinson stopped the match as a result after Orndorff. <laughs> So there you go. Wrestling gone wrong on Twitter. We're going to add that bad boy to it. Brandon, you're going to wish you never abandoned us. (laughs) There's going to be so much laughing. All right, let's get out of here. You ready? All right, let's end it. Yes. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number 4 Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon... And Chris, I am Jim, and we'll be back here next week. Pin arm.